What does it mean when the Bible says that humans are created in the image of God? And how does it affect the way we think about important issues like abortion and refugee care and care for the elderly and poverty and race and, and all those issues? Well, if that's something that you've wondered or God has put on your heart to work in a particular field where you're caring for the vulnerable, I want to invite you to a special event that we have every year in January called Evangelicals for Life. This conference is organized around the annual March for Life where people come to Washington, D.C. and make a statement that we believe the most vulnerable among us, the unborn, are people who have dignity and worth and are worthy of protection and care. But we want to invite you to this special event that we host. This year, I will be speaking, but also Russell Moore, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Keith Getty will be speaking, J.D. Greer, the new president of the Southern Baptist Convention, as well as Karen Ellis and several others. It's January 17th and 18th in Washington, D.C., and you can go to the website evangelicals.life to register. If you use a coupon code way home, you can get a significant discount. Make your voice heard, learn how to be a champion for life in your community. Meet others who are working in various fields, whether it's pregnancy resource center directors, people working on relief and development in the developing world, people working on persecution of believers around the world, on the immigration issue, on poverty issues. Come and join us in Washington, D.C. this January 17th and 18th for Evangelicals for Life. simple film about the life of Jesus that has been distributed and viewed around the world. Millions of people have watched the Jesus film and have come to faith in Christ. Well, today on the podcast, Josh Newell from the Jesus Film Project joins me to discuss the amazing impact of the Jesus film, uh, why movies still are a powerful tool to convey the gospel, and kind of what the future is for the Jesus film and projects like this. I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Josh Newell. Josh, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely, Dan. It's good to be here. So, Josh, I want to just talk about the success of the Jesus film. Maybe you could run through for our audience. Can't imagine anyone hasn't seen the Jesus film, but even for maybe a younger audience that isn't as familiar with it, uh, maybe some of the more impressive numbers of how many times it's been shown or how many different countries it's been shown in, some of those things that uh, I think are pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. So Jesus Film Project has been around for a while. <laughs> for your younger uh, listeners, I think it might be a little bit of a shock, but the Jesus Film was created and produced in 1979 and released in the United States a, um, you know, around that time and in a very limited release, maybe a thousand theaters and had some quasi success, but nothing at all like what would come later. And that success started to come as a result of translating the movie Jesus, which is a two hour docudrama based on the gospel of Luke, almost word for word into um, different languages. And to date, it's been translated into 1,690 languages as of this morning. And um, we're kind of still just getting started. There's 7,000 languages in the world, and our desire is to see the the gospel translated in, uh, in visual form into as many heart languages as possible. And so last year, 
um, through our wide partnership network of almost 1,500 mission agencies and organizations and churches and individuals all over the world, um, close to 374 million people had an opportunity to, to see Jesus and to invite him into their lives to, to start a personal relationship, which is uh, incredibly exciting. But I think we get more excited when we think about what does it look like in terms of the Great Commission overall. And through those efforts, about just a little over 400,000 churches were started and planted in, in the world through all those various partnerships. So we're, we're incredibly excited about what God's been doing to um, to reach people who've never heard before. When the Jesus film started, I can't imagine I can't imagine it was thought that how how widespread it would be and, and just the the amazing impact it's had. Um, and what is it about that film that's been able to kind of break down barriers in places where maybe it's hard for you know missionaries to get in there to share the gospel or for church planners or you know what what is it about the film uh, that has been able to kind of break through? You think? Yeah. Well, I think. You know, in general, media breaks through barriers um, in a lot of ways. That's how we communicate information is through these visual stories. And um, my Netflix account can attest to how many movies I watch in a, a given week because it's so compelling, the, the power of story. So I think that's one thing. And then uh, another aspect of, of why the Jesus film in particular has been successful is that it really is the power of heart language when you don't have to learn another language to hear Jesus say that he loves you and that you have purpose. That's really powerful. I was just in the, in an Uber um, earlier this week and uh, somebody from a, a different nationality was driving me around and we just struck up this conversation and uh, we were kind of going back and forth. And then I finally said, Hey, where are you from originally? And he said, Venezuela. And I said, you know what? I have a, a language, I mean, a film that's in your language. Would you like to see it? And immediately he turned off the radio. And as he was dropping me off, we probably spent another 10 to 15 minutes in his Uber, just watching clips of the Jesus film in the particular dialect they spoke from Venezuela. So it film really just kind of like makes you stop doing whatever you're doing and pay attention. And when it's the, the gospel that's coming through to that medium, it's even more powerful. Mm, that's really good. Let's talk a little bit about the Jesus film today. You know, um, it's been around for a while and uh, it's still very powerful. Do you think uh, that medium still moves people in ways that it moved people when the film first came out? Yeah, I think so. I think film in particular um, as a medium is really compelling and it, it still moves people and grips people. Um, we just love stories. We're just hardwired to hear, um, that, that form. But I think, um, if your question is like, is the Jesus film still effective? I think it is with a lot of, um, with a lot of different audiences and what we're learning just in general as a society is that media connects very personally with, with each of us. That's why we have preferences in our um, on-demand movie services and why we're always being suggested in a new movie based off of our behavior. So the gospel is is like the ultimate personalization <laughs> because Jesus is speaking directly to our hearts and it has to do with heart issues. And I think the Jesus film, because it's translated into all these different languages, is really powerful. 
for modern day audiences, um, geez, the the movie itself is still powerful, but we've been able to leverage that. I guess that that mission mindedness of connecting with people in their heart language and extend it even further and to push it into what is it what is it like to actually connect with people at a heart issue level. And so that's why about ten years ago we we launched a short film part of our ministry that simply gets the gospel out in the form of parable and visual parables. And um, whether we're partnering with people to bring more short films in or creating them ourselves, that's another powerful way that story is being told and the gospel is, uh, is connecting with people. And part of uh, some of the new initiatives that you're working on with the Jesus film is this uh, Barner research study that shows kind of the depth of biblical illiteracy uh, in the country. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about some of the things that surprised you from that study? Yeah, I think, you know, just understanding what the Craig Commission is, there's a gap between um, people who attend church and the people who lead church services. And for whatever reason, and there's lots of reasons that that Barnard research is, is powerful and that, that points to that gap. I think we just, we tend to form the Great Commission into our own terms, whether it's these um, humanitarian aid projects that we might be particularly excited about or, or some other project that speaks to us personally. Um, and so all those things really help move the, the needle forward. And I, but what is, what's clear from that research is that when we think about the Great Commission and, and reaching people who've never heard before, that idea is still something that, um, you know, there's a sizable gap between people who attend church and people, you know, who are communicating. And for whatever reason, there's just not that focus. And that, what is, uh, what's exciting about that is that it's an opportunity to demonstrate, okay, well, here's what God's doing all over the world. And we have an opportunity to, to kind of join in. I kind of, I joined the mission of Campus Crusade for Christ 20 years ago because I read a book by Henry Blackaby about experiencing mm. God. Mm. And one of the things that he talked about was, look where God is working and then join in. And and that cut through a lot of the noise that I was experiencing as a as a senior in, in college in terms of what was my purpose, what do, I, what do I need to be focusing my energy in? And around that time is when I started hearing about lots of different mission opportunities and the Jesus film was one of them. And it just kind of captivated me to think, wait, this is something I've never heard about before. God uses a movie to bring people to, to himself. What's that all about? And so I think, you know, that's the challenge that we have as leaders is just to continue to, to paint these captivating pictures of what God is doing and, and give people opportunities to join in regardless of what their skill set may be. I, I kind of thought being a missionary would mean you have to go out to Africa and, and spend your days in a hut and do what, who knows what, <laughs> but it turns out he can, he can use somebody from a broadcast journalism and marketing background to make a significant impact in the kingdom. Mm, that's really good. So what, what are the things that you recommend to help pastors and church leaders sort of combat the sort of biblical literacy that we see out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it can be just as simple as, and as practical as taking a little bit of the sermon time to say, hey, this is this is God's heart for the world. The world is big. There's 7 billion people on this planet. 5 billion of them do not profess to, to follow Jesus. That's, that's a huge, <laughs> that's a huge task. And yet God's word says that 
the gospel will be preached to every nation, every tribe and tongue. And God's Word also says in Second Peter 3, that God is not slow in the way that some count slowness, but he does, He's patient with us, desiring that, that none of us should perish, but we should all reach repentance. And I think, you know, just kind of peppering the what we're on mission for as churches with these, these stories and then, you know, the Jesus film and lots of other mission agencies has have uh, have all kinds of stories on our website. So feel free to rip them off and and, and just say uh, to your congregants, you know, here's what God's doing, and and give people a chance to to join in. Mm. That's really good. Well, listen, man, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and so sure. appreciate the good fruit of the Jesus film, and God has really used that to open a lot of doors for gospel conversations and for conversions and and to see um, people come to Christ around the world. And so just thankful for for your great work. We'll put a link uh, to some of these things uh, on the website. Perfect. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to The Way Home Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please let us know by writing a review on iTunes. You can catch previous episodes on danieldarling.com. The Way Home is produced by Gary Lancaster and scheduling by Marie Delph. The Way Home is a production of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention.